Hello and welcome to another episode of Solo BG Podcast. This is Derek again. This is episode 75, number 75. So excited to keep going and aiming towards that 100 number because we should have something very unique, special, uh, immersive, you name it. It's going to be great. Meanwhile, meanwhile, we have, of course, many episodes before we get there, and every one of them is going to be a special because we're going we're gonna to be talking about a solo board game or a cooperative board game, or sometimes, once in a while, like I always mention, we will have a competitive one, and that will be a solo with friends episode. We might have interviews as well, Kickstarter reviews, everything, and in that way... Since I'm giving you the heads up, this also helps. If this is the first time that you are hearing the podcast, well, now you know what is this all about. And in this episode number 75, it's a game that I had to throw the disclaimer over there that I was I received it completely for free, free shipping, everything, and which I'm very appreciative and I'm very happy about it. And it's a game that I have been talking and kind of like giving you the, the teaser. Uh, on the previous episodes, because with this game, it has been special, it has been unique, and even if it has a bunch of minis, probably in total with the whole all-in <laughs> Kickstarter pledge, probably like, I would say, I'm pretty sure like it's a 100 or something, most of them are already painted. So, as you can guess, because of what I'm saying, and because of the title of these episodes, uh, this episode, I'm sorry, we're going to talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, published by IDW Games, and they were so kindly and amazing people that they sent me the completely whole pledge all-in Kickstarter, I guess, or Kickstarter all-in, completely free, just for me to play it, to try it, um, to play it many times like I did before this episode, and that's why it took me a while, because this game has a lot to offer, um, and there's a lot on the ga- on the game. And now I'm ready. This game is designed by Pete Walsh, and it's based on the system from Kevin Wilson. And actually, this game helped to start a new adventure system from IDW that we're going to talk a little bit more during the episode. I just wanted to throw the disclaimer over there that this game, I received it um, for free. Well, it's going to be an interesting story where I will tell you about the game. But basically, the review copy was for free with all the expansion, stretch goals, so on and so forth. And... I wanted to throw it out there, but as you know, as always, my my comments, thoughts, reviews, uh, opinions are very subjective, and at the same time, uh, the 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 fact that they sent it for me, uh, they sent to me a game completely free, that doesn't mean anything that I will, you know, talk good about the game. I'm I'm usually very uh, honest, and I will tell you what do I think, right? And and in in a very honest opinion anyway if you want to support the show and you want a game you want to get some cool games while you do that go right now check it out kickstartedgames.com that kickstartedgames.com and you can receive 15% off from your total purchase if you introduce the code solobg all together solobg and you will obtain 15% off on the total of your purchase over there you can find games graphic novels collectibles a little bit of everything. They have right now a very cool um, custom-made uh, uh, coasters, you know, for your drinks, uh, if, you know, for your gaming table or even for your dining table. And they are very cool. They are, of course, board game related. So check them out, kickstartedgames.com, and you receive 15% off from your total purchase. And if you spend 
$100 or more, you will get free shipping as well. Also, one of my favorite things is that because of this 2020 chaotic, unique year, uh, you know, we've all been wearing masks around the world, and it seems like we're going to keep wearing that those ones for a little bit. They have some very cool Meeple's uh, masks. So I highly recommend it to go and check it out. In that way, you can support the show as well, if that's what you want, and you can get uh, some cool and awesome discount, uh, you know, for your game. So there is kickstartedgames.com. They are the sponsor of this episode of Solo BG Podcast. With that being said, like always, I'm very happy that this episode is finally here because now I'm going to tell you all about the all-in pledge of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, you know, the game from IDW. And I don't wanna I don't wanna say the change is constant because you have the change is constant, you have City Fall, uh, you have the secret uh history of the Food Clan, you have all the expansions and so on and so forth. So let's start just with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like always, in three, two, one. Welcome to Solo BG, your podcast for solo and cooperative board games. Here you will find everything you need to know about your favorite and most recent games. Art, rules, gameplays and interviews. Here is your host, Derek Rodriguez. Okay, so now we are officially in the episode. We're officially kicking in episode number 75 of Solo BG podcast. And, of course, I hope you're doing great. I hope your family is safe. I hope your friends are safe. I hope you, um, you know, if unfortunately you have any symptoms, I hope you're at home, but at the same time that you are enjoying amazing solitary games because that's the cool thing about this hobby. And this hobby is such amazing that I feel like even if it was originally a hobby, uh, you know, that it was meant to be for, for a group of people, even that, right now, on these times that we're living, we are so lucky that we can, uh, you know, enjoy our hobby by ourselves with uh, multiple, multiple, multiple uh, solitary modes of almost all the games out there. Because if you think about it, it seems like now every Kickstarter game or even every new game that is uh, hitting directly to release or the store... Um, it's usually weird <laughs> when you when they don't have a solo mode. Like when you see a game that he plays two to two to four players, two to five players. I don't know about you, but I always feel like you're missing something. You, there's something missing there. So because now we're so used to the one to four, one to five, one to three, one to six, whatever players, because that's the new cool thing, right? Like to be to play solo board games. And even if if it wasn't the cool thing for you before, well now we kind of got pushed towards towards that because, you know, COVID, I guess, um, or coronavirus. But anyway, that doesn't mean that at least we cannot enjoy the hobby. We can still do it. We can still have a blast. I've been having a blast playing some games that I will tell you about. And yeah, that's what I hope that you, my friend, on the other side of the speaker are also, you know, enjoying this hobby and being safe and, and all that. And I thank you. Thank you a lot for that. And thank you for supporting the show, for following the show. Uh, remember really quick that you can follow me or you can find me on the social media, SoloBG Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And also you can shoot me an email at SoloBGPodcast at gmail.com. I usually mention this at the, at the end of the episode, but now, I don't know, I feel like strange, right? So let's do that. Um, anyway, big, big, huge uh, thanks and shout out over there 
two, two main publishers that they uh, send me uh, recent games that I'm looking forward to, to play. Uh, well, I've been playing. Um, for Mighty Board Games, they just sent me, which I mentioned on the previous episode, they sent me Posthuman Saga and the Posthuman Saga the Deluxe Edition with the Resistance expansion and also the, um, the new expansion that it will come out on February in Kickstarter, which is named Journey Home. I've been playing Posthuman Saga and I'm looking forward to recording an episode before the Kickstarter. In that way, I can share all my thoughts with you and hopefully that will help you to decide if you want to jump into the Kickstarter campaign or not. But also, they were so kind and they sent me a copy of Vengeance by the same designer, Gordon Calleja, and Vengeance, the board game with the director's, uh, director's cut expansion. And actually, that's the one that is laid out on my table right now uh, because I've been trying to play it. And I've been trying to, you know, to get it ready to share my thoughts with you. That's a Kickstarter that a lot of backers are getting it now. But at the same time, uh, you can find this game on retail, hopefully on your for- in your favorite local gaming store, if not online. Uh, but so, yeah, we're going to talk about Vengeance in the near future as well. So thank you so much for to Mighty Board Games. Also, to my friends from Stonemeyer Games and Jamie Stegmeyer, because they were very kind and they sent us a review copy of the Oceania, I hope I said correctly, Oceania, or, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, language barrier there, from uh, Wingspan. It's the new expansion that it was just released, or I think it's about to be released, by Design as well by Elizabeth Hardgrave. And I'm looking forward to try it because Wingspan is one of those games that I really enjoy from this year, and actually last year as well. And this new expansion uh, comes with new mats for the players, and it's, it should change a lot of the mechanics. Well, not a lot, but more variation, different things to do, different strategies. So at the same time, I'm looking forward to play that one, to share my thoughts with you. So thank you so much to Jamie Stegmeyers and the whole, the, all the people, I'm assuming, from Stonemaier Games to make it possible and for sending me this review copy. Uh, what else? What else? What else we got? Oh, one from the OP. We already mentioned that we got some cool games. Uh, Hughes and Cues, which actually I'm recording. Let's see. I'm, I'm always very bad with the dates. I'm recording in November 21 right now, Saturday, 29. November 21, I'm sorry, 2020. And tonight I will play Hughes and Cues with some friends that I will, will have over. Don't worry, responsible. It's only another couple. Uh, we will have. Uh, we will play Hughes and Cues, and we will also try to play Code Names, uh, the Disney version. So very fun party games. It seems like they are. And um, thank you to my friends from the OP that they sent me those two copies. Also with the Harry Potter, um, you know, the Rising one and Harry Potter, uh, Howard's Battle of the Building one that I'm also looking forward to try those two. And that way I can share my thoughts with you and do like a special party game episode when we, where I talk about these OP um, games, no? Those, these new releases from them. Anyway, <sighs> Let me take a breath here. Okay, why? Why had I been playing recently? Well, why? What? What I have been playing recently? Um, I play, and I think I talked to you before. I played again Fallout the board game, and I think I don't remember if it was in the podcast in Spanish or here in English. That anyway, here it comes. That I share with you. That I hope. I really hope that Fantasy Flight keeps doing. It, it, it keeps doing what they did with Fallout the board game. And I think I mentioned this. I play the Atomic Bonds expansion again. It plays so good, so smooth, so simple. Um, and I hope they keep doing this. Uh, and what I mean is that you get this expansion that it changed some of the decks from the base game. Now you have a new uh, deck of cards. And that deck of cards, it works as the AI. 
and you actually playing the game cooperative versus before it was more about uh, collecting i think they call it gender or influence um and you had to score to get 11 of those i think for the solitary mode and if you get those you win and the story doesn't matter if if it ends or not in this version now the story ends it's more thematic it has very uh, better mechanics for the solo mode especially or cooperative and instead of they uh, releasing a Fallout 2.0 because they have the Fallout license, and I'm pretty sure it would be a big selling as well, what they did is like, okay, there's release at $11, $12, $15 at most, I think it is, expansion pack, little upgrade pack, that's what they call Atomic Bonds, and it definitely transformed the game from being Fallout the board game to a Fallout 2.0 because you can adapt those rules even to the new ex- uh, the expansion that is out there, the new California. So I really hope... They keep doing that versus coming with uh, Descent, Descent 2.0, Descent 3.0, or a Mansions of Madness, Mansions of Madness 2.0, Arkham Horror 2, 1, 3, 4, 5. You know, I, I, really, I really hope they follow this path in that way. If we own a board game, we can still play that board game, but just modernize. Uh, you know, here's the thing with Star Wars. They um, and I will, I will, you will see why I'm mentioning Star Wars. Um, the license, I think it was recently uh, uh, in this week. I think they announced it that they won't make any of the miniatures games for Star Wars, at least Fantasy Flight. So it's gonna change to another company. Now, one of my favorite games is Imperial Assault. It's one of my favorite with the app. Uh, you know, fully cooperative mode, solo mode. I love it. And the theme, well, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so the theme is, like, there for me, right? Um, even if he has the similar mechanic as Lord of the Rings, Manchester of Madness, Imperial Assault has a very um, important place in my heart just because of the theme. Um, I really hope if they keep releasing stuff for Imperial Assault, which I hope they do, that they just either release expansion that you can customize in case if they come out with a 2.0. But I will hate if they come out with an Imperial Assault 2.0 because that means that everything that I own, and I'm pretty sure like most of you amazing friends that love Star Wars own, well, it's going to be there just as a, you know, a cool thing that we can do and once in a while, but still you won't be able to get upgrades because when there's a 2.0, well, it's usually that's it for that game. Anyway, I really like what they did with Fallout going back. So I hope Fantasy Flight, Asmodee, or whoever has the license uh, for those games, I hope they keep doing this. And this could be a good example for other companies as well, that instead of releasing 2.0 versions where there's some errors or mistakes on the rulebooks or stuff or or on cards or on the solo variations, instead of of bringing a new game, completely a new game, that they can do a 2.0 version of things. And I think that's the path to do it. At least for me, it worked perfectly. I mean, you save money because you don't have to buy the game again. And you can that game is still alive. And actually, it worked pretty well. So that was Fallout. I've been, I've been playing Fallout. And I highly recommend it. But you had to get it with the Atomic Bonds. If you ask me, Derek, I'm just going to buy the Fallout game. I would say, don't do it. Don't do it. Honestly, unless even if you're a fan of Fallout, the franchise, which I'm not the video game, I will tell you, no, don't, don't get it. Because by itself, it's too long. I mean, I feel like it doesn't work pretty pretty good, right? But if you tell me, Derek, I'm, I'm, I, want the, I want the board game, I want Fallout the board game, then I will tell you, well, just think about it, that it has to come together. Fallout and Atomic Bonds. Otherwise, no, don't get it. As simple as that. Simple as that. 
You're going to get followed, has to be with atomic bonds. You don't get the atomic bonds, don't get the game. Don't waste your money. Get something else. Um, so that's it, right? I, want, I wanted to share it out there. And once again, I don't remember if it was in the Spanish one or if I already mentioned this one on the previous episode, but there you go. Uh, a reminder, a friendly reminder. Why, why not? Uh, I also played uh, Posthuman Saga. Posthuman Saga from Mighty Boards Games, which I already mentioned that they I received a copy of the game with expansions. Posthuman Saga. It's, I don't want to tell you too much. I'm just going to give you a teaser. I don't want to tell you too much because I'm looking forward to do an episode about the game and talk about every every single little detail about the game, which, by the way, I might record that episode with my good friend that I won't, I won't say his name, but one of my good friends that he has a very amazing uh, YouTube channel and he's from England and he plays solo a lot and he's very active in the solo Facebook groups. Uh, so you probably get the hints, right? Anyway, uh, Posthuman Saga, it's, uh, I already coined on the social media, it's a unique, immersive, a strategic game. That's what it is. That's the, the, the impressions that I get after four plays of Posthuman Saga. I haven't played anything like that before. I mean, there are some mechanics that you can find, you know, in similar to other games, but I haven't played anything like that before. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. All I'm saying that I look forward to trying more games from Gordon Calleja because it, it seems... For what I can taste on Vengeance and in Posthuman Saga, that he likes the immersiveness in games and the epicness, I guess, in games, in his games, in his designs, which it's great because, as you can tell in Solo BG Podcast and me, myself, Derek, one of my favorite, um, I guess, theme, I guess I will call it, theme on games for solo, for solo board games is thematic games i really like thematic games um it doesn't matter if they're what they the, the famous call ameritrash or euro games as long as they're thematic that's what i like so and if they have immersiveness, immersiveness that's a plus so post-human saga has those two things um and and yeah i mean it's it's definitely a game that it has a learning <laughs> curve process, and and you know before you when you set up the game, even for set up the game is like a learning process, and and it has it has its things, uh, posthuman saga. But that's what I'm saying. I, this is just a teaser. I'm looking forward to dedicate an episode about it, like and tell you all about it, all the details, all the meanings, the dice, the components, the box, everything. Uh, and mo- most ultimately, I will tell you if I recommend you to jump into the Kickstarter in February or not. Um, so yeah, that's that. And just like this teaser is like what I did before for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So now we have it. Now we're in the episode. So there you go. You got the teaser. Also, I have played another game that it has been one of my big surprises in a positive way of this year. And I was looking forward to play that game. And, you know, at some point uh, this week, I was like, you know, well, last week, actually, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to order it. Boom. And I bought it. And I don't regret it. And I'm talking about Frank West, the Isle of Cats. Uh, he is the same designer of City of Kings, which we have an episode about it, and he was one of my big surprises, I believe, of last year. And he's one of my top favorite solo games, the City of Kings. He did the Isle of Cats, which is nothing like the City of Kings. It's more like a puzzle Tetris kind of variation game where you were trying to save cats from an island before the bad guys arrive and capture all of them. 
and you're trying to accommodate those um, those cats in a Tetris fashion way, I guess I will call it, on your boat, and you have to. It sort of has, it has sort of a drafting hand part where you're gonna be, you know, drafting cards, I guess, with the other players, and with those cards, you will you will determine who goes first. Uh, with the speed, and you're also going to get baskets or half bat- baskets in that way. Uh, with every basket, you can get a cat from the ones that are available um, on the island. But guess what? To, to bring the cats to you, of course, you need to uh, throw them some snacks, some some food, something that they can smell and come to you. Otherwise, they will run like crazy. I mean, believe me, I own a cat, and sometimes to grab that cat, it's super hard. <laughs> so anyway, in, in, the, in the game, in order to do that, you need to, you know, give them a little bit of fish. So if you offer them some fish, they're probably going to come to your basket. You close the basket. You bring them to your boat. You, like I say, lay them out in a Tetris fashion way on the boat. And then you will be scoring points. You can get them together uh, as a, in family in a family groups like the green cats, the purple cats, the blue cats, the gray cats. And in that way, you can get, um, you know, more points, I guess, at the end of the game. But also, it's very, very fun that during your journey and adventure of rescuing cats you can also find treasures and those treasures my friend will also give you victory points now the problem here is that your boat also has some rats right so you want to make sure that you cover all those rats guess what with cats because cats like to eat rats usually i guess or mice um and if you're able to do this if you're able to fill all your boats and basically all the rooms on your boat and put the cats on families that means that you will have a high score at the end of the game. You will rescue a bunch of co- a bunch of cats, and you will be the winner. That basically, and I explain you in a very thematic way how the game plays and what it's all about. Because the Isle of, the Isle of Cats, it's it's a hand drafting card. You know, hand drafting, a card drafting game uh, where you're gonna get um, you know seven cards. You're gonna choose one, keep one, pass the other one to the other player, and so forth and so on until you ended up with seven cards. Like I said, you will have symbols that they will determine who goes first according to the speed. They will have little boots symbols, and you also get the baskets in the way you can rescue cats. You get at the beginning of the game also some fish every round. And with those fish, you can rescue cats and do different things, different missions uh, that they could be uh, public to for everybody or just personal missions that they will also give you victory points at the end of the game. On the solo mode, it's very interesting because it plays similar. You you go through the whole deck or to at least half of the deck in a sort of a, a automa drafting way, which is pretty cool because you draw five cards, you keep two, discard the other three, then you do it again. And then at the end, when you have six, you just get the one on the top of the deck, and that will be your seven cards, and you can play them. And, of course, spend fish as well, not only for the cats, also to pay for the cards, because fish is the main currency of the game, basically. But you also, you're competing against, I think it's called the sister cat or the cat sister. So she's also getting points, and she has her own missions that she will try to screw you, right? So... Solo plays very well. I had a lot of fun. And I'm telling you all this because I'm not looking... I I don't think I will do an episode about the Isle of Cats. That's why I'm mentioning right now. Uh, It's a game that I did have a lot of fun playing in solo. I haven't played multiplayer, to be completely honest with you. If I play it on these upcoming uh, weeks, I will then share my thoughts with you. But so far with the solo mode, it's pretty fun. And the components are top the notch. The components, I love them. Uh, You know, with the City of Kings and this this new game, the Isle of Cats... Now I know that City of Games, especially Frank West, every time that they release something, at least for me, it's going to be an Instaback on Kickstarter because they put a lot of love, a lot of love, I'm sorry, on their games. So 
So yeah, highly recommended the Isle of Cats. Uh, you know, it's it's a great game, great components. Even the box, I'm pretty sure you have seen before. But the box is said like in order to have the setup, you need to place your cat there. So I tried to put mine, but I received a few scratches. <laughs> it didn't work out. But the game plays very well solo. So if you have a chance, give it a try. Um, I don't I don't think it's that expensive. I got it like for around 40 American dollars. I know that you know the perspective of everybody is different, but. I think it's worth it. I mean, I did have fun. Like I said, I'm looking forward to trying multiplayer. In that way, in future episodes, I can share my thoughts on that aspect with you. So there is, I play the Isle of Cats as well. The other game that I played also, and once again, I have it laid out on my table right now, is Vengeance by Gordon Calleja. And just a teaser, <laughs> if you like John Wick, the movies, and you like Kill Bill, it's John Wick and Kill Bill, Kill Bill in a board game. I already played two missions. And, oh, man, do, do I mean, your character gets all kind of injuries, you know, broken leg, broken arms, and they have, like, a very thematic, immersive background history, you know, to set you up in the mood of the game. And then you just try to, you start to, you know, kick some butts and fighting and surviving and basically, like, John Wick. But with different characters. You don't you don't find John Wick there. That's my teaser. I look forward to talk about vengeance in the near future. And also with the director's cut expansion, which I haven't played yet. So that's why I want to play the game more times. Also with Posthuman Saga and with all the other games that we are very thankful that we receive from publishers in order to, you know, uh, keep doing episodes and also games that I'm buying because that's my that's my problem, you know, my weakness. That I buy games almost every week and sometimes every day anyway now let's start with today's tonight this evening episode teenage mutant ninja turtles by idw games designed by pete Walsh, based on the game system from kevin wilson and also uh is this new the game lands in this new series of idw adventure uh games where you can mix different themes because for example Next year, hopefully, we will get uh, to all the people that went uh, and backed the Batman, the animated series by IDW. We will get a similar game like this one. Uh, I hope different in some aspects. And we can mix them and have big uh, fights and adventures and missions and stuff with Batman and the Ninja Turtles. Then I think the rumors are that Avatar is coming out in Kickstarter. Same system. And then, who knows? Some people are suggesting another franchises, which they sound very exciting. Like, some people were suggesting the other day Mortal Kombat. That's cool. Or Street Fighters. So, that will be even more amazing. So, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see what license IDW can get on their pocket. In that way, we can get more fun with these games. Anyway, let's start, like always, you know, to do the audio um, description of the boxes. Do the audio unboxing in that way. You don't have to be watching something to get that feeling of unboxing the game. And then I will tell you how it plays very briefly. And then I will share my thoughts. So let's start with this first section of the show, which is box and cover. Box and cover. Okay, so now we are in the box and cover section of the show. It's hard because there's a lot of boxes, but I will talk. Here's the thing. I will talk about the two main core boxes that you can get for this game. And one is the change is constant, and the other one is city fall. So what are you having? Change is constant. You will have the, you will have the amazing four turtles, our friends Rafael, uh, Leonardo, Donatello, and Michelangelo. 
uh, you will you will have them on the main uh, you know box fighting against some little mousers bots that you will see during the story as you play the game, and you have two two villains that one is uh, you know Stockman, which is I believe he came on the animated series back in the day. I'm not so sure that he's the crazy scientific, and the other one it's a cat. That he's a new villain for this series. Anyway, you have all these, and then some thoughts, t- some talks. I'm sorry. Also fighting the turtles. So good. So uh, fantastic. So full of energy. The box and cover. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles changes constant by Nickelodeon, which they are the owners of the license now, and uh, published by IDW Games. The designers Daniel Lansdowne and I. Sorry, I'm sorry that I, I'm not giving. Credit to Daniel Lansdowne. I so apologize, Daniel. It's designed by Daniel Lansdowne and also by Pete Walsh, based on the game system of Kevin Wilson. And then on the sides, it's very cool because in one side you have um, Donatello, and the other side you have Raphael, my favorite one, by the way, the Lone Wolf Raphael. And then in the other side you have Michelangelo, and on the other side you have Leonardo. So it's very cool because in the vertical sides. And this is, this is one thing. Like, in the vertical sides, you have, you know, the standing characters, and they're pretty cool. And it doesn't matter which side you choose. They will look amazing. But then, if, you know, if you're in, in these big controversies, if the boxes should be standing or laying down, well, if you want to lay down your box, then on both sides also the characters are, you know, graphically speaking accommodated in that version that you can set up the, the, uh, the box however you want on your Calyx. And it will look on your bookshelf, and it will look great. Now, if you want to put them as a display, which I did for a while, but now keep getting more stuff and I'm running out of space, um, the, the main cover is fantastic. So you have this game that is 1 to 5 players, 60 to 90 minutes, age 14 year old plus. Then on the other, on the other big box, the City Fall, and I will mention something very important about these games in a little bit. You have Shredder, the main guy, you know, like the Joker from Teenage Mutant. Shredder, he's standing there. And there's a turtle with him. We don't know who he is. Is he a Leonardo? It seems like he's Leonardo, but he has also like some Raphael kind of weapon. We don't know who he is, but there's a turtle with him. I don't want to spoil That's why. I know who he is, but I don't want to spoil Um, You have this turtle with a black, uh, you know... Um, what is it called? Black thing on the head. I'm sorry, I forgot about the English uh, name of it. But you know the thing that they tied on their head, like ninjas. Yeah, they ha- he has a black one. He doesn't have a color one. And you have also another character. You have Splinter. You have April O'Neil. You have um, Bebop, Rocksteady. Uh, some of the of the Foot Clan also ninjas. They're fighting. You have a new turtle. A new turtle is called Slash. That it comes to play in this story of these games. And then on the sides, just like in the other one, you have the turtle with the black. You know, bandana, I guess we're going to call it. You have a splinter, you have a preloading on the sides, and you also have uh, Rock Steady and Bebop. Very amazing shooting their guns over there. And same uh, things, one to five players, 60 to 90 minutes, age 14 year old plus. Now, here's the tricky part that's a boxing cover. Boxes are huge. Like the boxes, it's a big box, a thick box. Uh, sort of like the same dimensions as Mansions of Madness, Cthulhu, Dead May Die, Lord of the Rings, Imperial Assault, uh, Tapestry, kind of, sh- um, Post-Human Saga, um, uh, Brook City, uh, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons Temple of Elemental Evil. I'm throwing you a lot of examples in that way you can get the size of the box. Era, the uh, the medieval uh, game that you get with you rolling dice and then you choose dice to do your roll and build instead of rolling right. So it's a big box. And... and 
And it's the, the art is fantastic. And you need a big box because you will get a lot of components inside, which we'll talk in the next section inside the box, which I will, I will um, kind of put it together because what you will find in one box is the same thing that you will find on the other box, all right? But different characters, and we will go through that in a little bit. So now let's jump into our next section and let's unbox these bad boys and let's go and see what do we find inside the box. Inside the box. Alrighty, so now we are in the inside the box section of the show. I'm moving, of course, like you know I love one box here and it's very heavy. Can I put it on the table? So let's start with the changes constant really quick. Um, you're going to get 59 miniatures. Um, you're going to get custom dice, which they're pretty cool because it, the game has a very interesting mechanic. And you're going to get, uh, you know, the base clips. Uh, you're going to get the double-sided uh, map tiles, which they will, you know, form the scenario or the story. You're going to get a bunch of tokens, a bunch of tokens, the round marker, or it also helps as a bookmark for your adventure. You will get two scenario books. Now, listen to this, because this will be the tricky part of the, of the show. It has two scenario books. The change is constant, right? And you also get all the dice, all the hero cards, the, the main cards for each character. And you will get, uh, you know, in the heroes, you will get the four turtles. You get the, you know, the, the, the main ones, like I mentioned. You get, of course, also the, the, some villains. Like I said, um, uh, Baxter, the, the scientific, some new villains. You get some mousers and the big mousers, which they're like robots, big robots, that they're also... Some of the, some of the, some of the bad guys, and you get all these characters with you to try to save the city. Now, on the other box, on the city fall, you also get the same components: miniatures, um, heroes, bad guys, uh, cards. Um, you know, tons of tokens, tons of tokens, damage tokens, and stuff, and scenery tokens, and you get different characters. Instead of getting 59 miniatures, you get 40 miniatures in the second box, which is the City Fall. And you get a Slash, you get April O'Neil, you get Splinter, you get Shredder, you get One Turtle, you get a Kaibo, uh, Kaibo, uh, Rocksteady and Bebop, and you get some Thugs and some um, Foot Clan Ninjas as well. Um, so as you can you can tell, like in the, in the both of the boxes, you get different characters. In this one on the City Fall, you get one scenario book, and of course in both you get the rule book, which we will talk in my thoughts. Here is the tricky part. Remember when I told you that on City on the Changes Custom, sorry, you got two rule books, or I'm sorry, two scenario books. Well, one indeed works for that box. And it will walk you through a story, sort of like a comic story, and you'll be playing every chapter, and that way you can follow the story of the comic while you play. But the second adventure book or a scenario book won't work for this box only. The second scenario book, you will have the city fall box in order for that scenario to be able to be played, right? So that's from the two main boxes. Now, you also have... Another big expansion that is called the Secret History of the Foot Clan, which includes more minis, and this is and more, uh, you know, another scenario book. This is the tricky part of this game. This is a game that if you want to have the full experience and the full content, I will share this in my thoughts. You will um, have to own a few things, right, from the game. 
Because this game is completely based on their IDW comic story of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I believe was released in 2013 or 2012. Great story. Since the game, I start to read the comic, and I'm actually going to be completely honest with you, and I will recommend you to do it the same way. Go to YouTube, and I don't remember what it's called, the channel, but if you look for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, the IDW, whatever, it will show you a guy that made the, that has these comics in a kind of sort of like an animated version with voice actors and stuff, and it's so cool, and he keeps doing it, he's still up to date doing some uh, chapters, because it's better if you know a little bit of the basics of this story. In that way, the characters will make sense make sense, and the story will make sense. Now, the cool thing is that this game, you will be following the comic while you play your adventures. And you will see in the next section when I talk about how it plays, kind of like what I mean. Now, also in other expansions, like the uh, Stan Sakai pack, which has another, uh, another version of the Turtles, more like an original uh, comic back from the, I guess, 80s or 90s, um, you get 12 cards, 5 oversized cards, uh, the plastic miniatures, and 3 uh, hero-specific dice, and a rule book for this expansion. Then you have the villain upgrade pack, which it lets you play with the villains, um, you know, and in a more like a, a good way, in that way they're not the villains. <laughs> and you get also the rules and the miniatures, and I'm sorry, not the miniatures, the cards that you will need. You also get the Savage Slash pack, which is one of the new characters of the Turtles. He's a big turtle, and you get only his miniature on expansion. You also get Loner Wrath Pack. All of these ones, again, there are separate expansions from the big boxes. And this one, you get the Loner Wrath uh, with his dice and his card. Then you also can get the Deviation Pack, which is this. Uh, once again, I don't want to spoil you too much of the story, but these um, four turtles, but with black bandanas, we're going to call it. Um, they don't have colors. It seems like they're bad guys. And you have the miniatures. You get the, the, their cards, and you get a new scenario book. So in that way, you can have more replayability. Now that I describe, uh, you know, inside both of the both of the boxes and the expansions that I own. Now, let me tell you, let me talk to you, let me share with you, very briefly, and in a simple way, how Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Changes constant and city fall place. Game play. And after listening to that amazing tune that, oh man, I'm pretty sure it's the same for you, my dear friend over there in the other side of the speaker, brings memories, good, good, very good memories. Uh, after listening to that amazing tune, now we are ready to kick in in the table and to lay out, do the setup and have a very unique adventure with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Changes Constant and City Fall. How the game plays? Basically, basically, you will have a comic book with you that, of course, is included in the game, right? You have that comic book that you're going to start to read a little bit of it. You're going to start to see what's going on, what's happening. Uh, and then you are going to do the setup based 
on that chapter of the comic book and it will tell you which villains you need for the for that scenario which tiles and which recommended heroes because i forgot to tell you that in the changes constant um you can uh also play with the four uh turtles or you can also play with Casey Jones, right? I love Casey Jones. He's such amazing. But anyway, um, you can usually the scenario will tell you like we recommend you to follow the story more thematically to use these characters, which is usually the four turtles. Even though at the beginning you only play with three. Once again, I won't spoil it too much. The why, but you can also play with Casey Jones if you so desire. Anyway, you're gonna be playing to the story of this comic comic story from IDW once again when it started back in 2012-2013. Because on these comics, on these series of comics, there's two big arch. That is the Changes Constant and then Cityfall. Of course, right now there's more. And then you have the secret history of the Food Clan and so on and so forth. So these three boxes, they represent those arches from the comics. So you will be following the story of these ones. And if you lose or win the scenario, it will tell you where to jump now or what are the consequences. Probably if you lose, then the next scenario will be harder. And the villains will get an ally or little things like that, right? If you win, you will be able to choose an ally for yourself or to improve the skill cards or whatever. So basically, after you do the setup and decide which chapter you're going to play, um, because also very cool, they, they include like the solo adventures of each turtle and you can play as well. Those are completely solo missions that so you can play those ones as well. After you decide what to play, then you're going to set up your heroes. And every turtle have a deck of skill cards. You're usually going to choose two, three, or four, depends on the skill attribute that that turtle has. And you're going to choose them and those will be the ones that you will be playing for the game. The other ones return to the box. Then it will come a very interesting mechanic where every character or hero or turtle will have three dice. And we all going to roll at the same time, rolling those dice. We get the results. Then the interesting part comes right now. You have to place those dice in front of you. You get three dice, remember? One is going to be on the left, one is going to be on the right, and one is going to be on the middle in front of you. Then, whatever is the result on your right side die, you will share that result with the turtle or the character that is on your right. They, so, if, for example, if you roll Leonardo and you get a katana and you place that die on the right side of the character, then my friend that is on my right side will also get a katana for him to use. And if he plays on his left die, uh, left die, I'm sorry, uh, a shield, then I will get that shield, you know, for my character. So we're going to be sharing dice to my left, to my right. In that way, uh, you know, we all get five actions, not only the three that we have from the dice, because the, the, action, the dice will determine the actions that you can use. And that's a very unique mechanic that I don't think I saw anywhere else before. Then I started to saw it in more games, but not before that one. So it's going to be a shared, shared dice mechanic very, very uh, unique and interesting. And if you're playing solo, I have to say this, um, you will control the four characters or three characters that the mission determinate. Now, it can sound like very, for some people, like very abruptly that, because if you're like me, I usually prefer to control one character because in that way I feel like I'm in role-playing that character, sort of, instead of being the one behind the scenes. But in this case, it works it works good. It works great. It works smooth, actually. I enjoy... I will, oh, I'm telling you my thoughts. But <laughs> I, I will stop right now there. But you you can do it. I mean, it's it's okay. I can see some people probably being a little bit overwhelmed because you have skill cards, which even if that, that they're simple to play, 
uh, and you have to you know arrange the dice for the four totals in in the sharing part. But that possibly part, it's what I don't want to share my thoughts yet. But you know, it, it's good. It, it works fine. Anyway, that's uh, you. If you're playing solo or competitive or cooperative, that's the same way for the totals. Uh, and then you basically gonna gonna start to play the game. You're gonna um, shuffle. You have a deck of activation, just like um, other games. You have a deck of activation where your totals are gonna be there. The villains are gonna be there. The henchman and so on and so forth. And as you flipping every character, each character is gonna activate and is gonna start to fight, move, or whatever is the objective of the uh, scenario. If you playing uh, solo cooperative. You will have an AI um, cards for the villains, and they will determine you what to do. Uh, either usually the villains they have two actions; they can move only one time, and they usually will move against the weakest uh, turtle or the weakest hero, and will try to make some damage. Some of them they do melee damage; some of them they do range damage, which is one thing that I will share with you in my thoughts. Um, and that's basically how he plays for solo and cooperative. Now, if you play competitive, one person is going to be the overlord and the other ones are going to be the totals. If you're playing two players in a competitive way, one is going to be the four heroes or three heroes, once again, according to the scenario, and the other one is going to be the overlord, the bad guys. It could be Shredder or, or, or Rocksteady and Bebop and all the um, Foot Clan ninjas. And it's that's the, that's the idea if you're playing in a competitive way. Regardless or nevertheless of which uh, options you want to play with, you are going to be following that story, that comic sort of campaign uh, mode of the game, which you know I like campaign games and you know I like thematic games. Um, so that's basically how he plays. I don't want to get too much involved in, in different skill cards rules and stuff. But basically, you have the scenario. You have, you know, like many, many uh, other games, line of sight. If you wanna, if you wanna do a range attack, you have also buildings or, or things where you can jump into another level on the on the scenery, or you can hide below a tree or or a, or a trash can, or you can throw you can throw some items from the from the from the scenarios from the tiles. For example, a trash can. The turtles can grab it and, and throw it at the bad guys and stuff. So you have those different things, like many other games has. It's sort of like a dungeon crawler type of uh, adventure um, setup. And once again, you're following the adventure book from the comic book that it's included on the games. Um, so so yeah, that's basically in a few words how it plays in the solo and cooperative mode with the activation. The competitive mode when somebody, the overlord, is taking control over the bad guy and the ninjas or the thoughts by the thoughts, I'm sorry, by the by a deck of cards. Um, and also the activation deck will always be there. So in that way you have that random, you know, option of who goes in instead of the terminated turns. Uh, sequence and I, I, you can see that for example that it is the same in Aeon's End or for example on um, Space Marines then the other game very simple that has that also that activation mode and many many other games that that have that randomizer activation mode of drawing cards and seeing whose whose turn is it which I I'm not against it actually I think it's 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 pretty it's pretty neat right so now that we talk about how the game plays in a very briefly way because there's a lot of things that's going on. Um, let's go to my favorite section of the show where I speak from my heart and tells you and tell you my thoughts of the game, tells you if I'd rather play this game solo, cooperative, or competitive in this case, and ultimately, if this game, if I recommend this game for you, if it's worth it, and also, uh, we're going to keep going with a, with a very uh, unique thing 
that I mentioned on the previous episode that instead of saying like, oh, this is a seal of, of, of good, seal of, of fair, seal of whatever, I'm just going to tell you if it's a must-have or not. So with that being said, let's go and let's jump into our next section, which is if I'd rather play this game solo or cooperative or competitive. Solo or cooperative. Are you looking for that Kickstarter game that you missed during the Kickstarter campaign? Are you looking for that awesome and mythic expansion for one of your favorite board games? Are you sad because you didn't got the Kickstarter version of that game? Or perhaps you are like me and like to get a game with Kickstarter exclusive components and stretch goals. Well, don't look any further and go right now to kickstartergames.com. There you will find Kickstarter board games, expansions, Kickstarter exclusive content, graphic novels, RPG novels, toys and collectibles, and much more. Kickstarter Games is my favorite site to go and get those amazing games that I want to have on my gaming collection. Plus, they offer free shipping in the US when you spend $99 or more. And if that wasn't enough, right now you can get a 15% off if you use the code SOLOBG. That's right, use the code SOLOBG altogether and obtain 15% off from your total purchase. So go right now and check it out while you listen to this episode. Once again, www.kickstartedgames.com and enjoy all those amazing games. Alrighty, so now we are in the section of the show when I share my thoughts with you and I tell you if I'd rather play this game solo or cooperative or competitive or whatever. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles changes constant city fall. The secret history of the Food Clan and expansions, a lot of expansions, of course. It was a Kickstarter, a very successful one, by the way. And you got a lot of stuff on the on the all-in pledge, which I ultimately... Uh, get it, I got it, I'm sorry, uh, without backing it, thank you to my um, good friend from IDW. Anyway, change is constant. You want to start with the pros or we start with the cons? I think, I think let's start with the cons, right? And then we jump into the good things. Cons of the game. And I, I, I really want to say hi to my friend Pete Walsh because I remember when I just got the game, I was like, hey, Pete, how does this work? Hey, Pete, how that works? And then um, on Board Game Geek and YouTube, and with that comes my first con. <laughs> Not Pete Walsh, he's, an, he's amazing. Uh, which, by the way, hi to all the way to Australia. Um, the rule book. The rule book of the game. I don't think it's, it's a very bad rule book. I think what it is is that there's a lot of typos there in the matter of and believe me English is not my first language right so, so I'm the less uh, the less appropriate person to ask but I mean grammatically speaking there's a lot of like okay is, is there a comma there is is there a, 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 a dot or a point like okay I don't understand the full sentence there's a lot of confusion on the rule book I don't think I have spent that amount of time looking for answers outside of the rule book in any other game, as I invest on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle ones, so the rule book is my first con. I'm, I don't know if for some people it worked. For me, it didn't work. And once again, I'm, I'm talking about my subjective uh, uh, review um, point of view. So the rule book for me, it's a big con. Now, 
Um, in this new Kickstarter of Batman, the animated series, the rulebook is supposed to be fixed. So the fact that they were changing the rulebook two or three times and making errata, errata, that's what they call like uh, solutions, that tells me that it, I wasn't the only one. So the rulebook, the rulebook, it was my first card. Now, this game, there was a previous Kickstarter, which I don't remember the, the name of it. I'm sorry, I forgot. Um, there was also a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Kickstarter before this one, and that one was fully competitive. You couldn't play cooperative. Then Pete Walsh jumped in, also with Daniel uh, London. They jump in and they do this cooperative version uh, or alternate version or solo version as well, and now the game works in that fashion or in that way, right? But the rulebook, my friends, that's the one of the big cons. The other con that I have from, uh, from the game it's the, um, how to play it, the need of getting at least the two big boxes in order to get the full amount or most of the content that the game has to offer. In that way, you can get, have, have more history of the theme and what's going on and also more um, um, games out of it. Let's let's call it that way. So. That's another big con. The, the the scenario books, for example, on the changing constant, right? Once again, you get two scenario books, but guess what? One you cannot use it unless you have the other big box, which is Cityfall. Once again, I understand that this game, it was a big Kickstarter success, and that it probably was a front that you wanted to get everything, and that way you can get the full, the full experience of it. But when you go to retail, and when each box is around eighty, a hundred, hundred and twenty dollars American dollars. Then, for some people, that can be a, you know, a, a thing to consider because, once again, you can get one box and you can play, believe me. And, but the fact that on, on the changes constant, you need the other one to work with the other one, um, that's, that's the other thing. Now, you, can, you will play on the first box on the changes constant, which is not officially the first box, but it's a box that I always recommend if somebody asks me, like, which one should I get there first? The changes constant. You will play with all the characters and destroy and whatever. Just be aware. There's going to be another book that it will tell you more story, but you won't be able to play until you get the other big box. Uh, what else? The typos that you have on the characters, that's another con, especially for the AI mode. There's, <laughs> there's some enemies that they call the gunners or something like that. I hate them to death. <laughs> it took me forever to understand how they work. And it's very simple how they work because every enemy has two action and they can only move one. So they're going to move, try to get together with the other gunners. And the second action will be to shoot at whoever is their primary target, right? It sounds simple. But when you're learning the game without watching any video, without going to board game, just learning the game for what the card says, you're like, okay, so once again, is there a comma? Is there a, is there a dot? Uh, um, so it was hard. I mean, once again, language barrier. But when I was trying to learn the game for the first time, I wasn't alone. I was with a couple of friends that they are Americans, I guess. Um, and we all agree on that aspect of the game. And then I go to Board Game Geek, and yes, those, I mean, a lot of people, they, are, they were stating in Board Game Geek forums the same kind of complaints. Like somebody was like, I don't under like frustrating. Like I don't understand how it works. Like one guy was literally on the forum. You can feel their frustration to what they were writing, right? Because they didn't understand how how the gunners work. And then some. I mean, one of the designers was like, "Well, they, I know they're hard to grasp and whatever." But once you get it, it's very easy. But that was another con that it took me through that um, little bit of a process of 
okay, how it works, <laughs> right? Like, hey, Pete, uh, sorry, on, on, on the Facebook Messenger, like, hey, man, how this works, how that works? And then he will be very kind and, and tell me. Which actually, in this con, I want to put a pro because Pete and everybody else from IDW is very active on Board Game Geek and they, they will uh, answer your question like right away. So that's fantastic. Anyway, those are the main three cons. Now, let's jump into the pros, okay? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Pro, the theme, the theme is there. If you are like me and you grew up in the 80s, 90s, the theme is there. And just, even if it's not my favorite franchise, I really enjoyed the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles growing up. I remember seeing the toys everywhere, the video games, everything uh, regarding the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was fantastic. And the theme is here. Now, be aware, like I mentioned, it's not based on the animated series or not even in the amazing movies. The first two, the third one sucks. And you know that I, <laughs> I know that you agree with me. The first two are amazing. Um, anyway, the, the game is, is not related to that story, right? Even the, the origin story of the Turtles here is different. And that's why I highly recommend you to check out the comic books, the comic story. In that way, you will be able to tie, you know, while you're playing. Now, even if that's not the case, don't worry, because you will got, you will be getting beaten pieces on the scenario book that you will be following the comic story during the game. So the theme is my first pro for the game. The theme is fantastic. The quality of the components, top-notch. Fantastic. The minis are fantastic. Highly detailed. The turtles, super fun to paint. I'm very bad at painting miniatures. Super fun to paint. Uh, even the characters that you're going to be learning who they are during the story and the comics, um, they are super fun. April O'Neil, one of my favorite characters on this game. She doesn't look like the classic reporter April O'Neil that we all remember from the animated series and the movies. Here, she's a scientific, or a scientist, I'm sorry. She's a, you know, she was becoming a scientist in the story and she looks badass with you know with some weapon on on her on her hand and the outfit fantastic very gray greenish um it's great great uh, so she's one of my favorite characters the characters are so fun to paint the miniatures highly details the dice great details on the dice once again they're gonna have different symbols for different actions that's that's great um, so the components it's a big pro so now we have to theme of the game components of the games big pro um, how it looks on the table the aesthetics of the game beautiful beautiful you it's 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 great the aesthetics are great the art on the tiles is great um, the the different levels of the of the terrain which is cardboard uh, you can differentiate pretty well, and it looks good on the table. The tokens are great. The damage tokens, you will get a lot of pizza slices, and one side will, they will be rotten, and the other one is going to be like a delicious pizza slice. But if you uh, if you can get the upgrades around right now, I still you can go to certain websites and get it. Um, they're like dials for health track, and I highly recommend to get those. That will be my only thing on the on the probably on the components that you know it's a bunch of tokens but if you can manage to get those dials please do it because you won't regret that's another pro you know the components the theme um the the aesthetics of the game the mechanics of how the game works unique and i love them it's my favorite thing of the game even more than the theme 
the mechanics of the activation on the cards very randomized that's super cool because that can add more tension to the game if you plan a strategy on a round but then guess what instead of you activating first then the enemy activate first so that's super cool the random activation which once again is nothing new but i love it and it works perfectly on this game <clears throat> my favorite mechanic of all is the sharing dice it's so good because it forces you, it really forces you to think about it and play in a cooperative game. And if you're playing solo, that part of the puzzle where you're trying to accommodate the dice to give more abilities or different abilities to the other heroes or the other turtles, and at the same time, planning a strategy of what's going to happen in this round or what ideally will happen on this round, it's great. It's going it, to push you to be there it really does it's not like these kinds of games that when somebody goes and then you can be on your phone and oh it's my turn no 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 no. here you have to be in it because everything changed turn to turn on the activation random aspect of it but also many things can change at every stage of the round because once again when you're placing your dice you want to make sure that you have everything you need but also try to share abilities with somebody that might need movement defense attack uh, you can keep going on and on so you also have some focus tokens that i forgot to mention on the on the gameplay that those ones allow you to re-roll the dice then you have dice to attack dice to defend which they're pretty cool you just roll them and get the number the certain number a certain number of damage to the characters or to the miniatures, or to the bad guys, or the heroes, or whatever. Um, so that's pretty cool. It's also another good thing that the game has, besides the mechanics, which, once again, is my favorite part, is that because of those mechanics, I don't feel like this game will be an alpha player, um, you know, risk, I guess. Because even if somebody wants to tell you what to do, you still have to, you know, keep your character alive. And it's going to be very hard, because there's a lot going on, uh, you know, on the dice uh, placing part of it. So, it's, I mean, yes, they can be like, hey, can you help me? I mean, what if you go here in the way I don't die? Yes, those kind of suggestions, I mean, they're, they're always welcome, right? Because at the end of the day, somebody dies, well, we lose the game. But it's, it's, it's going to be very hard. I, can, I cannot see a situation where somebody will tell you, like, okay, you're going to get this result, and with this result, this not, like it's going to be very hard because they are taking care of their character, you're taking care of your character, everybody's taking care of their character, and, and it's hard. The only thing, time that you can alpha player is when you're playing solo, and when I play solo, I love to alpha play. So so you that's, that's, that will work great. Once again, when I talk about the solo mode, that it could be four characters. For example, some beside the invader, I hate that you have to control six six characters to be play solo. I hate it. Uh, I'm really looking forward to try the Night of the Living Dead because that one seems more simple and probably the six characters will be, will be more manageable in that. Plus, I love the George Romero movie, Night of the Living Dead. Anyway, on this game, controlling four turtles or four heroes, if you want to play with Casey Jones or with somebody else, it's not hard at all. Actually, it's very enjoyable because that possibly part of the dice placement, again, it's very fun, very thinky, very strategic. So that's another big, huge, huge plus to the game. Uh, what else I'm missing on Pro? Um, replayability that you get from the game, definitely, definitely you're going to get uh, some replayability because you can play... Even if it's the same story, it feels fresh. So you can still get a lot of games from one box. Um, 
so that's that. And in the con, like I, like I mentioned, is the fact that you have to get the two boxes at least. Now, this will tie with a pro that this is one of the one of those weird cases that, at least to me, sometimes I have games with expansions, and then I feel like. Do I really play with that expansion? Or sometimes I have to like, okay, I'm going to choose one expansion, but the other one doesn't work with the. If you play one expansion, they recommend you not to bring the other expansion and so on and so forth. And sometimes it gives that feeling that I have too much of one game that I probably don't need. This game, even if it's two big boxes and more expansions, it feels different. It feels like I'm glad that I have it. And... This is the kind of game that if I were to try in a convention and then see the Kickstarter campaign, I probably wouldn't went all in. I went all in with the Batman one, and I don't regret at all now after playing this one because I will be able to not only to mix them. I mean, forget about mix them. I will get a lot of content from the Batman, the animated series, which is based so completely on the animated series, and it even had some uh, some uh, some movie parts like the what is it called the shadow the ghost. Uh, the Shadow one, which is one of, I forgot, man, one of my favorite uh, animated series movies from uh, from Batman. Anyway, you, once you get everything, is definitely there. I told you at the beginning of the episode, and I tease you, I have painted most of the minis from this game, which there are a lot. There are more than a hundred, but just because I really enjoy it, it's very thematic. I really like the game, and... I definitely, definitely recommend this game. Before we jump into my rating of the game, let's let's um let's talk about what Board Game Geek says, right? Because it's sometimes it's important to to uh, you know to see what the community says, um, you know what everybody b- besides the I guess the awful uh, comments uh, that I told you about some people complaining about the rulebook and all the stuff. Let's see the the technical aspect of the game. Uh, on board game geek which is our main um, source in that way you know we can see what everybody is saying so teenage mutant ninja trolls the change is constant box on board game geek is a ranking overall 4856 that's their place right uh, it has 151 ratings with 51 comments it has a weight complexity of 2.8 2.86 out of 5 and it has a rank <clears throat> Of 8.6. 8.6. is one of the highest numbers that I have seen in Board Game Geek. Um, now, what do I think? Do I recommend you to play this game solo or cooperative or competitive? Definitely, definitely my least favorite, um, I guess, way to play it. It's one versus all. For some reason, I didn't enjoy it. I mean, we we played and we all were fans of, of Ninja Turtles, but we only enjoyed playing with Shredder. I mean, whoever was the bad guy, they always wanted to be Shredder. And it makes sense. I mean, if, if you're playing with Batman, you would probably want to be the Joker, right? Um, so he, he, Shredder is great, but the other heroes, uh, I mean, we didn't enjoy it as much. So definitely, I'm not saying it's bad. It's, I'm saying that I didn't enjoy that version of the game. The one versus all, that was my um, my less favorite way of playing this game. Then, after that one, it's the cooperative version. The cooperative version is fantastic. Um, most of you, if you like the Ninja Turtles, you will enjoy it. It's, it's action, it's fight, it's a strategy, it's tension, it's, it's great. So cooperative works fantastic, no alpha player most of the times, and you can 
Bring Your Favorite Heroes, Casey Jones, Turtles, April, uh, April O'Neil, um, um, you know, Splinter, all the heroes. You bring them and you have a blast in the scenarios and you're playing through the story. Solo mode. Solo mode, solo mode, solo mode. Solo mode is my favorite way to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I have played this game already like more than 15, 16 times and solo works great. I definitely recommend it solo. It's 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 a, it, I will keep it in my collection. And with that, we're going to jump to my rating of the game going to 0 to 5 where 0 it's an awful game. You don't even want to burn it. You don't want to waste energy on burning it. And 5 it's a game that you can play every single night, every single day because you love it so much. Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from IDW. The whole thing, the whole boxes and expansions and stuff, for me, it has a solid four. Solid four game. With that being said, this is a solo BG podcast must have. This is a game that it will still, it will stay in my collection, that I don't have any plan on getting rid of it. Um, it stays there. I paint all the minis. I will enjoy it. And once I finish it, I will try to get more. Hopefully, IDW will release more story from the from the turtles to, to even add more uh, playtime on these two box, main boxes. But if not, you also gonna get the Batman one where you can mix them, and then the Avatar. The, the rumors are is coming out uh, on Kickstarter as well. So bunch, 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 bunch of of game time. So it's a solid four. I will keep it. And I will recommend it to you. Once again, if you ask me, Derek, which box should I start with? Get the changes constant. You don't have to get everything at the same time. You can get the changes constant. And then you get the City Fall after you play and paint and all the stuff. And then you keep going with the other expansion, which is the Secret History of the Food Clan. Which actually, by the way, is very interesting because this asks you about this uh, tells you about the origin of the turtles, kind of, because the turtles on this story, they're a reincarnation of, of people. Sorry for my ignorance, but people from Japan, from the feudals and all that stuff. I hope I pronounced it correctly. But anyway, very uh, interesting. I don't want to spoil it too much because I encourage you to read this story because it's so great. Um, and it's fantastic if you like the turtles. So there you go. That's my total overview and review and opinion about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Changes Constant, City Fall, and so on and so forth from IDW Games, which once again... Big disclaimer, they send the game for free. But big disclaimer, uh, uh, again, besides thanking them, I don't care. <laughs> it's, just, it's a great game. If this game would be bad, I would have told you this is a bad game. Just like I told you that the rule book is bad, that I hope they fix it with Batman, uh, the animated series. But on the bright side, they're, they're very active responding any questions that you may have. Uh, so there is, you have it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles changes constant by IDW. Great game, must have four from Solo BG Podcast. I don't want to say goodbye yet uh, b- without s- uh, sending a special, a special, um, you know, hug uh, on the distance to my friend Robert Doolin. Now, here's the thing: Robert Doolin is an amazing listener. Amazing listener. I'm sorry that he listens all the way in Australia. I don't know if he's like he streams from all the way in US. I don't know how it is, but anyway. 
Robert Doolan was very nice and he sent me an email. I love when people send email because that's I, I still use the email. I know a lot of people they're like, email dude, what is it, 2001? But no, I still use I still use the email and I love it. Um and he was telling me, Hi Derek, I recently discovered your show and I absolutely love it. Thank you very much, Robert. I have two kids and a busy life, so I get more time playing solo at the moment than with others. That's great. There's nothing wrong. I love playing solo, too. Even if you have time or no time, that's great. I think great thing to do. We are Australian, and I love listening to your accent. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I always apologize. Sorry about my accent. Um, and he was like, keep up the great work, and I'm off to get Warp's Edge. Of course, that was the previous episode, Warp's Edge. I must have, I must have for Solo BG Podcast. If you haven't listened to that episode, go and check it out. Because next episode, it's another Spaceships episode from a game that, you know, people are being asking a lot about it. And I receive a free copy to play with. Uh, and the next episode will be great because it was one of the big sensations of Essen Digital or Spiel Digital. So there you go. Big, uh, big teaser. Uh, and I want to say, I want to send, I want to say hi to uh, Robert Kitts. They are fantastic kids, super fun kids. They play with his dad, board games, and they share the hobby. And they're such just such an amazing kid. Uh, and thanks to Patrick and Mikar because uh, that's that's how he told me to pronounce it. Uh, her name is, or his name is Mick, uh, which is M-I-E-K-E. But he says pronounce it Mikar. So I hope I, I said it correctly with, <laughs> with my accent. But anyway, to those two amazing kids all my energy and keep playing with your dad keep you know being in the hobby and bring once things go back to normal uh brings your other little friends also to the table and introduce them to this amazing hobby because the more people we get in the hobby the best so there you go i want to say hi over there to my friend and i also want to say hi to all of you who had listened to this episode and had listened to the previous one thank you so 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 much from the bottom of my heart this has been a great episode. I was so looking forward to talk about this game. I already did. And right now, I'm as soon as I stop recording, I'm just going to keep playing more games because that's what we need to enjoy right now. Stay safe. Uh, you know, stay happy. Keep playing games. And like always, remember... For victory, go tell your friends. Till next time. See you through the speaker and at the tabletop. Raphael is cool, but rude. Give me a break. Michelangelo is a party dude.